guys get an edition of the Connor and Mark show alongside Mark Rogers. I'm Connor Gabe. Very special guest today. We have a social media manager for Barstool Philly. You can follow Barstool Philly on Twitter and Instagram. Also, you can follow uh, Kyle Carney on Instagram at Kyle014C. Kyle, thank you so much for uh, joining the show today. Hey, guys. What's going on? Going on. Uh, everything's going well for us, and uh, you know we're really grateful for you to come on the show today. But uh, really starting off, I want to ask about uh, you and how you got involved in Barstool and later becoming uh, a social media manager of Barstool Philly. Well, kind of a crazy story. So it's actually Barstool Philly on the social media side has only launched, uh, I think it was November last year when when we really had the accounts uh, under Barstool. But I, I kind of had a Twitter going for a little bit. Um, it was like last, probably May when I made a decision. I was like, you know what? I really want to figure out a way to work for Barstool, get into social media, and I was trying to figure out, like, how do I get in there? What do I do? And something I came up with was, how do I bring them value? And what's something they don't have? And they have a lot of Philly accounts, and they were getting big in Philly. They opened up their their sports book house in Maniunk or whatever. And I thought, you know what? They need a, a Barstool Philly presence. And I started launching them accounts, actually just the Twitter account, um, dropped out of business school <laughs> and uh, just focused on pretty much Twitter and growing that account. And my plan was, all right, if I can get this Barstool Philly account on Twitter up to 10,000 followers, I could present it to them and maybe we could like bring a, a social media presence for the Barstool Philly brand. And I didn't even get to 10,000 followers. I think I got to like 8,000 and then they contacted me and was like, Hey, like we came across your account. You're doing a great job. Like, how do we, how do we move forward or what can we do? And it's pretty much been like that since I joined the team and it's been, it's been a really cool experience. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's awesome. And, and talking more about, you know, being a social media manager, what, what would you describe like a daily routine? Cause you know, every time I'm, I'm going on Twitter, I'm refreshing the page and I'm seeing new content. So um, what would you say your daily routine consists of and, and how many like videos or pieces of content do you receive on a daily basis? That's, that's a great question because I think a lot of people think it's just that post and there, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. So I'm interacting with, uh, you know, I have to put up ads. I have to put up uh, some sponsors. I have to push content for people that are, you know, affiliated with our brand. You know, Barstool's got, uh, you know, a lot of different content personalities. So I want to interact with them. I want to push their stuff out. Um, but as far as videos getting set on content, like it, it, it's daily where I'm checking DMs all over, uh, emails and, I'm getting a lot of videos sent, but then there's like things that are going on where, uh, for instance, this year was huge, uh, Super Bowl anniversary. Uh, you know, we put some, some posts out, like I uh, send videos, uh, DMs, whatever. And I mean, hundreds, I didn't, I couldn't even get to all the videos. Uh, and they were great. There was like so many, I, I couldn't even post cause it was, you know, it was later, but it's it's frequent videos but it also is like when things are going on and i think right now it's kind of tough because you don't you don't have fans in these stadiums and there's so much content that is driven from that especially from barstool a lot of it like surrounds around the fans being at these games and uh you know and the tailgates and the experience and we haven't had that so i if you look at like our barstool philly account 
once the fans come back, I think I think you're going to see even a lot more growth there because of that. Yeah, and I want to ask about, uh, you know, Barcelona's really finding its way to Philadelphia. I know that, you know, you started the, the, the account, um, but really, Dave Portnoy, obviously, he's the president, has moved to Philadelphia, and they signed a deal with Penn National Bank, and like you said, um, they're, they're, they have the house uh, in Maniunk as well. But really, what do you um, what do you make of how Philadelphia, uh, the sports market, like we've seen a lot of, obviously, WIP and the Fanatic are really big in that market, but what do you think about Barstool, and where do you see Barstool in Philadelphia from like five to ten years from now? Uh, when I, well, I think if you go back to like when Barstool first started, you know, Barstool, you have like OG Boston, but really, uh, you know, they took the same approach where it was like, all right, we need to get our foot in these cities. So they have Philly, they have Boston, they have Chicago. Um, and I would say like New York, they're like the main ones. And I think when you look at probably Barstool in five to 10 years, you're going to see a big presence from the city accounts as well as like their mains. And like, so when I started Barstool Philly um, and that all came about, that's when they launched their city programs. So now you're going to start seeing all their city programs launching. Um, right now, I think they have Detroit, like New York, um, Boston will be coming soon. And like, you're, you're going to see more of that independent presence, I think, from the cities as well as just the main headquarters. Yeah. So, Kyle, I know you mentioned the, you know, the emblem that is it is it called the gambling house oh uh yeah sports book sports book house sports book house yeah so you know connor and i were actually talking about this before the show if you could can you talk to anything about you know the move from new york to philadelphia for barstool um did they move their main office to philadelphia or are they in the process of that no, so that uh, that all generated from Barstool Sportsbook uh, from Penn National Gaming, right? So Penn National Gaming, uh, they're located in Pennsylvania. So they were the, pretty much the first state to launch their sportsbook at, which is huge for them. So they wanted to bring that presence immediately to Philadelphia. They have all their content, uh, you know, in the house for them live streams. So that's big. So you're going to see like a like, live streams and that kind of stuff there. And uh presence for the sports book app but uh you're also going to see as they launch these city accounts you're going to see like especially like dave and this and the content guys from the sports book uh out in these cities really promoting it and uh, launching launching different cities as they become available you know you know, you made an interesting point about, you know, you're going through the content of the Super Bowl anniversary for the Eagles and you're looking through all the videos and cool things that you saw. Is there anything stuck out to you uh, going through all the content that you got sent that was like, that's funny or that's a great memory that I remember uh, from 2017? Dude, there's so many videos I couldn't even post. They were like, I knew they would get taken down, but uh, <laughs> or, or we, we could get the account suspended and stuff like that. Like there was some really funny videos. Uh, I feel bad. I'm like, oh man, I wish I could post this. This is great. Uh, you know, I murders like girls taking their tops off in the streets, uh, people jumping off balconies and shit, uh, fireworks, man, like any of the, any of the on, like on street footage of that night was just so cool. And, uh, just going through that anniversary, it was like reliving it. It was just, oh man. Like it's, it sucks coming off that year with the Eagles last year. Cause yeah. you know, you, you just, you want to get back there so bad, but uh, dude, there's so much great content. Uh, it's a shame it couldn't post everything. Cause there, there was, there was some gold in there. There's uh, before Mark, okay, before uh, one of my favorites was, I remember 
I think it was after the Minnesota game. Yeah, because there was a Minnesota fan. It was that mom. It was like in that kid's face. He was just screaming right at her like, go birds. That's probably my go favorite birds. video. <laughs> go birds. That's my go favorite birds. one. I don't yeah. know why you have a favorite that stuck out to you, but that was always one I was like, laughing my ass off when I was watching I mean, I, I know one, like that's that's probably like one of the all time, you know, greats of of that night. But like when all the people I forget what what uh, hotel it was, it may have been the Hilton, but everybody was standing on top of that like big balcony thing and it like completely collapsed. Yeah. Uh, like that yeah. was pretty crazy. But yeah, Ritz, Ritz Carlton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the Ritz. Uh, there's somewhere, uh, you know, girls just doing swan dives out into the to the crowd and like. Then the whole thing collapsed and i got a lot of videos from from that that street but uh yeah it's really cool yeah and now you know i guess we got to move into this since we have you on here on here kyle but um you know moving into to the philadelphia eagles and, and philadelphia sports as a whole um you know now that carson wentz is gone and, and obviously if you want to give your two cents on that trade and, and how you feel about it um you know you definitely can but do you think jalen hurts has a shot at at being the starter for this team next year um or do you think they're going to move in the direction of a quarterback um via the draft have no idea what direction they're going to move into like you never know especially with uh Hallie at GM, like what what could they do? Uh, I mean, if you look at things in the past and what they've said, uh, you know, they definitely value having a quarterback at the top of the draft like that. So if they think their guy's there, I, you know, they might go for it. But also, I don't know how they feel about Jalen Hurts uh, moving forward. I thought you've seen some really good flashes last year. Um, he definitely gave a spark. Uh, everything I see from – side of how he works and his approach looks great like I think he's a player that's going to develop and get better mm -hmm. um but I don't know like so he's a second rounder and I don't know if they they know their guys up there this year if he is I could easily see them drafting a quarterback or I mean there's so many voids in, in the team right now that they could take any position that they, they really need and build around J uh, Jalen Hurts uh so I, I really don't know. I could see how he's saying, you know, are we love one of these guys up there at the top, or I could see them getting, you know, getting a, a big wide receiver tight end or uh, one of the best available and, and building around Hurts and, and making him the future. But I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> you never know with him. It's great. <laughs> well, speak, speaking of Howie Roseman, what's your opinion on him? Because he's on, he's on, you know, the hot seat. Probably it's the hottest it's been in his tenure here at Philadelphia and obviously the draft has been such a huge thing for him and he always you know finds a way to screw it up whether whether it's Justin Jefferson or whether it's you know DK Metcalf just missing out on guys like do you have any confidence in him in the first round or even after that confidence uh <laughs> so how he like you I am I, I am not somebody that ever is going to say anything good about Howie Roseman, probably. Uh, that's, well, that's, welcome to our show, then. Yeah, like, I'm not. But, but you know, everything out there, and I read everything, and what doesn't mean he's going to miss on this draft. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, you, Howie, you know, you're going to say he's a weasel. I think he's a weasel. <laughs> like, like, but he's, you know, I could see him easily coming out and hitting a couple draft picks and making this little rebuild and spinning it into him staying here for a little while, or I could see the whole thing crashing and burning really. Um, you know, you, you never know, but when I look at like his past draft history and 
he has hit some like it's not like every single one is horrible but there are just so many and specifically like i think it was 2017 draft which was just horrendous and now you're feeling it now but it still doesn't mean that he's going to miss in the next draft Mm -hmm. so like as much as you could rip all the previous draft picks like say he comes out and gets a great player like a you know Devante or like Chase or or one of these top names and like you know he could remain with the Eagles for the future if he turns this around a little bit yeah and and, you know with Howie obviously is linked hand in hand with Jeffrey Lurie do you think he contributes to a lot of this do you think he even makes I know there's been reports but do you think he makes the draft pick the final you know say in the pick or um, do you think it's more of a, a Howie department type thing I think if you're if you're like the you know vice president of football operations, you, you're you're signing off on the pick. Your your name is on that. You're the GM. I think if you look at Lurie in, in the past, he he is a little bit of a hands off um, owner. You know he's very familiar with what's going on and he's he's in the thick of everything. But I think he does trust his guys and he, and he brings these guys in there and, and lets them do their their own thing. Um, maybe looking at the last couple of years, maybe there's been a little bit of a struggle. It seems like there was something going on with Howie and Peterson. Um, even in the draft too, uh, you know, you take, you take Hertz in the second round, you have a franchise quarterback at that point. Like that, that was an odd thing. And uh, also they took Rager over Justin Jefferson, who, who signed off on that. Did they both like, uh, you, you know, yeah, and, and I want to move into the 76ers. They're playing right now, actually, as a recording here on, uh, was this, Wednesday night? They're playing the Utah Jazz. And, and and I want to ask about Joel Embiid, obviously. He's been, you know, playing at an all-time high. He's looking at the MVP race. He may be number one right now, according to some analysts in the NBA. But uh, what do you think about Joel Embiid? Is he playing at MVP level? And the NBA trade deadline is coming up at the end of the month. I believe it's March 25th, to be exact. Do you think Darren Moore is going to be making a, a big-time move to improve this roster to make a run? Uh, I think uh, Joel Embiid is the MVP of the NBA right now. Um, if, you, if he could stay healthy, he could he could win it. He could uh, he could actually take it down, which is unbelievable. Um, he's just his his game the entire season has transformed to another level. He is completely dominant, defense and off. He could win Defensive Player of the Year. The Sixers have two Defensive Player of the Years on their team. Him and Ben Simmons. Uh, as far as Daryl Morey making a trade, I think he's going to do everything in his power to to make the team better. I think somebody like him always is. Um, I think you a couple of the names out there like like Levine, uh, Kyle Lowry. I, there's there's a lot of hype around Lowry. I, I think it would be interesting get, getting him in here. Um, I I think he will make make an effort to to bring someone in to make the roster better. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Uh, maybe they don't want to give up some of these guys they have. You know, maybe maybe the market is they want uh, Maxi or uh, you know Thibault. Maybe they just don't want to give them up. Uh, but I think he is he is definitely going to try to make the roster better. And if he doesn't, I I think they have a really good team. I really think if they're all healthy, you know, they they can make a run, and uh, they could be there. But he's probably not done for a year. You're going to see some moves, whether it's a big one or maybe just uh, filling out the bench or, or something like that. 
Yeah, and shifting to the you know the other uh, big team in the Wells Fargo Center, the Flyers. You know, so far this season, obviously with the COVID pause, it's been very unique. But what do you think of this team, and and do you think they're poised with the roster they have right now to make a deep playoff run, or much like the Sixers with the deadline coming up, do you think they need to make a uh, move for another piece or two to to make a deep playoff run? Flyers been kind of a crazy season. Uh, you know, they've looked with the exception of playing Boston, they've, they've looked really good, uh, but you're going to have to play Boston, right? Like, so uh, I think maybe they do take an approach, like, uh, you know, how do they, how do they match up with them? Maybe they make a move to, to kind of line up with, with Boston a little bit better. Um, but, but too, like, you know, goaltending has been, been a little bit all over the place, but it seems like Hart's been, been looking, looking pretty solid the last couple of games. Even they lost the last one, but uh I, I think that's a team that, that could be there too. They're, they're really good. Um, you know, maybe they do get a little bit better before the trade line. Maybe they do bring in a guy that, that matches up with Boston a little bit better for them. Um, but at the end of the day, if this is the lineup they have, I, I think they could win. They can go deep and they could be there at the end. Uh, yeah, I want to wrap it up with the Phillies because spring training is underway now and, and opening day is about, what, a month away, April 1st, with could be 18 or I think 8,000 fans could be in Sins Bank Park set opening yep. day. So, yeah, and, and what do you think about this team? Because it looks like they bring everybody back, JT Romuto, Didi DeGorius. They, they brought in some bullpen help with Archie Bradley and, and uh, you know, hopefully they can get something out of Spencer Howard in the starting rotation. But really, for the most part, it is mostly the same team. What do you think about this team and where do you think they stay in a stacked NL East? Uh, I think they made all the right moves that they were that they should have made so far. Uh, bringing in Dave Dombrowski has been been pretty good. Uh, Bryce Harper, I think he's a, I think he's a great leader. I think he uh, anytime you, you turn on a game with him, they have a chance to win. They uh, he, you know he brings the energy. He uh, I, I think they they do they do have a lot, but I think you're also looking at a rebuilding year. Uh, you know they might. They might make a run into the playoffs, right? They could yeah. could make the playoffs. Could you know they have they have enough talent for that? But I also can see them just you know getting better and really focusing on the next next few years. And when they uh, you know kind of solidify the bullpen and things like that, then you know they they could be a, a pretty good threat in the NL East. Yeah, Kyle, listen, we really love Barstool Philly and what you guys are doing, uh, and we've been following along for a while, and we've been really excited to have you on today and talk some uh, Barstool Philly and some Philly sports. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and hopefully we can do it again sometime down the line. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Keep doing what you're doing. Great stuff. Yeah. Thanks.